Then Fitness Pod. Whoop! Oh, whoop, 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 whoop! That's a big one. That's a lot of whooping. Whoa, class. Bonjour et bienvenue à Podcast Fitness Ven. Je suis Ross. My name is Jamie. And Ven is still here. Ven is still here. I, I say it in that way because we actually have a pretty pretty big following in France now. I think actually. we got two listens from France. No, last no, no, week. no, no. It was um, six. Six. Yeah. Oh, fantastic. It's our second most six. listened in. Uh, Très bien. Oui. En français, c'est six. Bonjour, le French. Oui. Yeah. <laughs> Second biggest country out there. That's, that's pretty good, isn't it? Not bad at all. Do you want to Any more? Any more French? No, no more French. No more French. I'll do. Do you know any Ven? Bonjour. Oh, that's pretty. <laughs> that's pretty good there. Uh, welcome to episode number nine, sponsored by Swingers this week. <laughs> ben, ben, are you a fan of Swingers? Oh, too soon. Too soon. Oh, Moving on. We'll Moving fill you all in. On. That is a bit of a subscription-only content, and we'll come back to that one there. Right, so, yeah, good week, boys. I've I mean, had a great week. It's um, been a couple of days since we recorded the pod, so, you know. <laughs> it has, yeah. Long week. Long, long week, week, very already. long week. A longer week for some of us than others. Ben, have you been to the gym yet? Monday I went to the gym, yeah. What'd good you do? Sesh. Chest. Yeah. Big session. And how are you um, physically, Ben? Yeah, all good, all good. Yeah? Yeah. Not too bad. Chat. Never better. Been worse. Mentally, We're mentally good. All good. Strong. Sh- very strong. Well, I mean, he had a great night's sleep last night. I can tell you that much. Very good. Early <laughs> night. He? All uh, good. Was it early night? Was it? Yeah. Okay. Excellent. Anyway, episode nine. Nuff. And this is a very, very special episode. This is the one we've all been waiting for. Special. It's, it's the homecoming. Now, for those of you who don't know, the original Vem Fitness brand was a a product of the uh, well, it was. Formed as a product of the Cardiff Met Rugby Football Club. and uh, no, well, Ben's it was formed as a product of Ben's fitness physique. Which was inspired <laughs> by his younger brother, a rugby player at the Cardiff Met Rugby Club. Probably one of their greatest ever. Potentially. He's got... I don't know. He's got one England non-cap. He's got 26 Harlequins appearances. Five... Wales under 20. Oh, yes, five Wales under 20. Let's not forget those. Please introduce to the pod Blue Tick guest, former Wales under (laughs) 20 superstar Alex Dombrand. Alex Dombrand! What a pleasure. It doesn't get much better than that, does it? Alex, how are you doing? Yeah, very well. Thank you. Uh, Thanks for having me. Oh, you're, you're welcome. How are you physically? Yeah, I feel in the best shape of my life. Yeah, you're looking good as yeah. well. You're yeah, looking, you look light. Yeah, do you know what? I've, I've been putting the work in, working hard in the gym, and firmly putting those uni days behind uh, me. Oh, what's that about uni rig? Long gone. Yeah, long gone. Those there's days only are one behind uni, me. There's only one uni rig in the Dombrat family now. Yeah, and he's sitting directly <laughs> opposite me. I've never seen a beer belly like that before. <laughs> <laughs> and he has got a bottle of beer in his hand, so I guess it goes with the image well. And, oh, a, and a VK. Fresh. VK as well, apple and mango. Mix it up, mix it with up. With a bit of lime in it. <laughs> with a bit of lime. <laughs> All right, Alex, any nicknames? Um, yeah, I have a couple. I, I, the one most known by is Domers. Domers. From a young age. I think it was my rugby coach that come up with it, and it's just... It's inventive. St- yeah, yeah just you come up with that one? Stuck, stuck <laughs> ever since. Um, and there's a few, few others. I think probably the one others that you probably want me to say is... Um, 
The one that um, Cardiff Met gave me, the, the old Cardiff Met TV. Yeah. Yeah. What's, what's that one? What's that? What's that bit now? Um, the Dominator. The Dominator. <laughs> Dominator. Alex, the Dominator, yeah. Dom Brandt. Well, uh, it's, it's been, there's a few rumours going around that i come up with that myself. So I've heard I'd that love as well. to. To put out uh, the strong following you have <laughs> of the pod, um, that that's a lie. I've, I've and, been told um, by those Northmore that it was you. It was actually given to me by someone else, and There's it's managed to in stick. France that now know that fact. Bonjour. <laughs> <laughs> um, ben, did you have any nicknames for Alex when he was younger? Oh. Tiny. Yeah, there, there was a point he was smaller than me. His a nose, long, long his nose has ago. never been smaller than yours, though. Oh, ouch! That was a bit low. Yeah. Uh, Thanks for that, Ross. So for the pod, Domers? 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 Yeah, I'd, I'd appreciate that. Dominator. Okay. Dominator. Well, if you'd appreciate it, we'll do that for you. Thank you very much. Welcome to the pods. So let's get straight into it. Uh, the listeners out there, um, we don't really know who they are, but I think some are rugby fans and uh, I think I described you as an unknown quantity to them because a lot of the players these days come through the academies, they come down the normal paved road to the premiership but you've come down a little garden path to the Premiership instead. So let's talk about young Alex Dombrandt, the road to the stoop. Um, yeah. Yeah. Hang, on, hang on, hang on, I've got to ask you a question first. Go on, please yeah. do. So, thank you. <laughs> when you were a child, yeah. what were your dreams? Were you, were you a rugby fan as a child? Uh, yeah, I played, I played rugby from a, a young age. It was probably rugby and cricket were my two main sports. Mm-hmm. Um, and then played them at school and club and loved both of them and then and football as well. So, but then it it got to a stage where I had to football moved to a Sunday, mm-hmm. and obviously rugby was on a Sunday. So I had to choose between football and rugby, and uh, chose rugby. Um, so I pursued rugby and cricket, and um, yeah, went on to play at school, and then made the decision to go to university in Cardiff. Well, he's just. Gone through the first four questions on the list. So that's good. Well, you know. Where did, where did you start playing rugby? Let's slow it down a little bit. Where did you start playing? Uh, so I started at Wallingham Rugby Club. Yeah. Same place as Chris Robshaw? Yes. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I was fr- probably there from about six or seven. So when I was quite young till I was 15. And then our team folded just due to lack of numbers. What position did you play at? As oh, a child, as a child, I was, I was in the backs, yeah, so, pulling yeah. the strings. Yeah, young fly half and yeah. full back. Yeah, just being the, the you know the general, the playmaker. <laughs> ben, was was that like you as well, Ben? Oh yeah, yes, seven days fly off. Just <laughs> running strings, great boots on you. Strings. Yeah, I just can't even remember Sold what they were back everywhere. in the day. They were just running those dummy dummy scissors pops all day. You know, oh. <laughs> we used to call it Twix back in the day. Twix, what? Any meaning behind that? No, I just like the Twix. Just love the Twix. Yeah. Can't go wrong with a Twix. Still boys. love a Twix. Just got to keep it under wraps. Yeah, only on only on special days, special occasions. So, um, you played at Wallingham. Then you've gone to um, what is mostly known as probably one of the best, well, probably the best rugby comprehensive school in the uh, in the area. Following the steps of your older brother, who was yeah year seven D team, so pretty. Pretty big time. They're a big name on campus there. Big inspiration to myself. <laughs> What's been a big inspiration to you in the rugby days? Um, no. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I, I, I loved point, his. I loved his enthusiasm, um, <laughs> but I think he was as disinterested in rugby as as anyone that probably didn't really enjoy playing it. And well, he was bit, he was good like at, he is now. He was good at cricket, and he decided to pursue that. So, what cricket um, team were you in, Ben? Oh, eighteen then. Oh. Gun cricket player. All the way through? All the way through. Oh, lovely. Nice. Um, so school rugby. So you went to you went to John Fisher. 
yeah. as I've just said, a very big rugby school. What what was that like? I mean, you've gone, you've come from club rugby. I'm assuming not really playing rugby at primary schools because primary schools don't really do that. Yeah, you've gone into Fisher. Are you straight in the A team? You're walking in. Um. So yes, yeah, so year seven. I was in the A team. Yeah. In the back still. Um. Yeah. 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 I think so. We'll say yeah because it yeah. makes a good story. Yeah. Fly no, off. Yeah, I'm pretty sure. And then. So still in the backs, and then I think it was about year ten. I had a big growth spurt, and then they put me in the second row. Yeah, um, and then that's where I sort of stayed for my last years of school, sort of there, and a couple of couple of times in the back row as well. So when you when you're playing at uh, Fisher, you're just enjoying your rugby, are you? Yeah, no, like obviously at school is probably the time where you're playing some of your best rugby with like your your best mates and that. Mm. So. No, it's definitely a time where I was enjoying rugby, but never really had, um, never really thought about, you know, taking it further did, and playing. Did you have any? Do you have any counties sniffing around you or anything? Or no, like at school there was nothing. We had like Harle- Harlequins coaches actually come into our school. I've heard of them? And um, had a look at a couple of the other boys who were like sort of in and out of the the EPS or the in, the EPDG. Um, yes, the EPDG. And yeah, and we uh, like we had the Surrey trials and stuff, but that was something that never come across for me. So, so. Did, did you take part in the trials, or did you just go? No, I'm not that bothered. No, so I, I, you had to get put forward for the oh, trials, really? and I was never put forward. Yeah. Uh, so, so you're sort of like an above average rugby player at Fisher. Yeah, just in I the was, nicest I way, was, just enjoying life. You know? Yeah, I was an okay player, just enjoying yeah. playing rugby. Yeah, yeah, chucking a ball around. What, what better? Um, so you've you've gone through and. You're in. You got into the first team though. The first fifteen. Yeah. yeah. Get dropped at all? <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like um, you know something there. Which, yeah. which, look, I'm trying to give hope to the young rugby players. Listening. No, I, I actually I did. Um, so for all the the listeners that don't know, John Fisher's big rivalry is against uh, Whitgift, local derby. <laughs> and um, in my great school, in my last year, I was actually dropped for that game, um, to the bench. Um, and so yeah like obviously it was pretty gutting at the time because yeah. you want to play in it and then you get uh, in terms of school matches you get it's, a really it big doesn't crowd it much bigger than that does it yeah so but no. it, look at the end you look back on it and it's one of those things and you just sort of get on with it for really. the listeners out there I believe that game was actually banned wasn't it um, no. oh. it's, it's now no longer on a Saturday oh, it's yes. on a weekday instead they played on a Wednesday afternoon because yeah. it was kicking off too much of the weekends yeah. that's yeah. how much it was a big game wasn't it big, a lot big of chanting game. Yeah. Any chance you remember? <laughs> we say it a lot, pod? but I actually can't pod, say them They're on not pod-friendly. Yeah. Family yeah. pods. We really can't. So you're at school. Yep. Above average rugby player. Yep. You decide, obviously, you're not going to go straight into rugby. or probably, Are you thinking about professional rugby at all at sixth form? No. No. So, no. What, so what was your thought in sixth form? You thought, what do I want to do with my life? Yeah, so it, it, obviously, like every year 13 like sixth form at college you obviously have to make a decision whether or not you go into like a job like full-time job or you decide to go to uni and for me it's actually quite quite close between the two I was very 50 50 about what i wanted to do i wasn't really sure and then a few boys a couple years older than me actually were at cardiff met mm-hmm. um, and said like how good the rugby program were was there um, so I spoke to them and a couple of the other boys in my class actually um, were going there. Um, so yeah, that sort of persuaded me to to go and 
see what it was, see what all the fuss was about, really. And uh, what would your job have been, do you reckon, if you had gone straight into work? I know, you know, um, fitness instructor, yeah, personal trainer, <laughs> personal trainer, just like your brother. Yeah. Any? No, nothing. No, not not that I can think of. Mm. Like at, back then, I was pretty. I think that's probably why the reason why maybe like uni was a bit of an easier decision for me just because it gave gives you three more years to, yeah, to think <laughs> to think about what you actually want to do you know so so you went to Cardiff Met what did you um what did you study at Cardiff Met I started studied sport and PE for three okay. years so you think of maybe a PE teacher within that? yeah so like I, I always thought that you know going into teaching and coaching was something that I enjoyed thanks man <laughs> <Cheers, Ben. laughs> something that I enjoyed um especially the coaching side of things so yeah, that was definitely something. Okay, so so you got to Cardiff Met. You've gone, oh, fancy, fancy playing a bit of rugby still. You pre- you're pretty large, weren't you, first year at Cardiff Met? Uh, yeah, I was, <laughs> well, no, actually, to be fair, I, was, I wasn't wasn't that big. I, at uni, I, I tend, <laughs> tended to grow a bit. Anything to do with the fajitas? Up and up and out. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Great catering facilities at Cardiff Met. So yeah, um, I was uh, all in, what's it, like, Catered, catered, <laughs> catered in my first year. And and is it unlimited food as well? Uh, no, but it's you know good, good sized portions. portions. And yeah. ev- every dinner time, there was an option of chips. <laughs> <laughs> it was like chips, new potatoes, or roast potatoes, and they go between chips and roast potatoes. It'd be oh, like yeah. a seventy-five twenty-five nice, split nice. between chips and roast potatoes. I love, I love the shepherd's pie with chips, please. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and 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 that was mainly. Yeah, so if up. anyone wants to put on weight, then uni is the place to go. <laughs> go fully catered to Cardiff yeah. Met. Um, so you, you started playing rugby at Cardiff Met, at the, uh, up the Archers. Yeah. Big fans of the Archers here at the pod. What made you do that? Were you just fresh as fair? You thought, oh, I'll do something more as I'm doing sport. I'll just do something that relates to that. A bit of enjoyment, um, team sport. So it was actually quite good. So our teacher at school uh, knew or was in contact with the Cardiff Met coaches and a few of us got invited to the early pre-season. So before the university term even started, we were doing um, rugby pre-season. So that got me involved with it. And then once I started, realised that it's going to take a lot of my time yeah. throughout the year. So soon realised that I wouldn't be able to do anything else. And so I thought I'd solely focus on rugby and, yeah. and give it a go and and just enjoy it like the couple of the boys that I went to Cardiff met with they were playing rugby as well so it was um yeah it was something that I just thought I'd pursue and then see what happens really were you a second row back row so yeah put in a second row um second row and back row so just uh wherever the coaches wanted to play me on that particular day and then so yeah a little bit Fijian yeah (laughs) yeah um What's the utility? Utility, utility forwards. Right. Yeah. <laughs> I like that. So um, when you're at Cardiff Met, Wales under 20 comes sniffing around. Yeah. Now just to uh, confirm a question that has been asked on many, many Twitter pages and forums. I mean, Ben has sent me lots of screenshots. Yeah, yeah. I think Bolt. around the time, uh, just to jump forward a few years, when you signed for Harlequins, a lot of Twitter chat about why have the WRU let a great homegrown player like this slip through the net can you please confirm we've, we've even had it in our listeners questions we today. have actually please confirm are you English or are you Welsh I'm 100% English I was about to say Welsh <laughs> <laughs> he's so well, born and bred yeah. it doesn't get more definitive than oh English Welsh yeah, yeah. No, 100% English you're 100% English so I was allowed to play 
for Wales under twenties in the Six Nations because there's no actual rules to say on eligibility. You have to be Welsh. <laughs> um, basically, so um, the opportunity come around for me to play, and for me it was a win-win situation. It didn't tie me down to Wales, and it was a chance to to push my game on and push me as a player and play in at international level, albeit age grade, but. It was something that I could play and expose myself to a wider audience. Oh, so wouldn't expose from, yourself too much. So for me, it was a it was a win win situation. So how how did they see you? They just been watching the Bucks and so uh, yeah, I was in my in my second year of uni, and I think yeah, they just were watching watching some of the games. I think they come down because obviously being based in Cardiff, and obviously the Wales training centre is based just outside of Cardiff. <laughs> um, it was easy for them to sort of come down, and then I met with a coach and said come down for a couple of the training camps and then a few weeks later after training camps he said he was going to pick me in the, in the Six Nations squad. So. Nice, um, which is where me and Ben, the true ultras, decided to come over to Italy to come and see you play in your first match. So when the Wales Under-20 got in touch with you, were they, did they go directly to you? Do they go through the coaches? What, what goes on there? Um, so I think they got in contact with Chris Davey at the time, who was the director of rugby at the Met. Um, and then they come to the university and myself, the Wales head coach, under-20s head coach and Chris, we all met and just talked everything through and talked about the opportunity they had for me and um, and that was it. And for me, it was a win-win situation. So I decided to, to was, go on there. I was going to say, how did, how did they sell it to you beyond saying, just come and train with us for a little bit, you can play in the Six Nations? I guess, did they sort of explain you can't play anymore or did they say this could be the start of something if you stay a resident or um no so they just met me and then they were just talking about they were quite upfront and honest and just said how they have an opportunity for me to play um and said because of my eligibility i wouldn't be able to play in the world cup a few months later but it was an opportunity for me to get my name out there and sort of play at a higher level and it was an opportunity that i didn't think at the time I could turn down and it was a good opportunity for me. So did you did you have an agent at this time or did you get an agent as a result of Wales under 20? Because I guess um, if, it, if the meeting's going through your coaches at the club, it might. Yeah, no, no, I don't think I had an agent at the time. I think I got might have got an agent, if I remember correctly, I think it was after the Six Nations <coughs> um, or a few months after, so towards the end of my second year. Yeah. Um, so yeah. So, so you probably had that conversation around, uh, was it maybe December time, I guess? Yeah, so the Six Nations was January. Yeah, and then um, on the 31st of December, New Year's Eve, myself and Ben said to you, potentially tongue-in-cheek, that if you got into the Six Nations squad, we'd come to your first game yeah. away in Italy. I know. And uh, then there you were. At a week's notice. <laughs> standing behind the uh, the jail-looking... Um, it's Giovanni Mori. I mean, it would be a superb away day, but not today. Yeah, a week's notice. We get up, get on a plane to Milan. Quite an expensive one. Yeah. And we're there to see see a Wales debut. I know, which uh, ended up with me... Getting a yellow card for a Getting a yellow card for... Yeah, <laughs> slide, slide what's the song, what's the song Ben? Do you remember the song? He slides to the left. He slides to the right. Alex Dombrant, it'll slide you all night. Yeah, that's the one. The one that you came up with. Yeah, yeah got it. <laughs> He's forgotten it now. He has forgotten it. Um, We've not seen that for a while, so we don't need to sing it anymore. Easy to forget. It is well, easy this to day forget. and age, you've got to be careful, man. Yeah. Uh, those refs will get you. Yeah. <laughs> so, the national anthem. Yes. You don't know any Welsh? Nope. What does it feel like standing there in a Welsh shirt, singing the Welsh national anthem and not knowing any of the words? 
Does it, is it a bit, is it a bit so strange? Not it, then. Yeah, well, yeah, but the rest of the team is singing Did you it. pretend when the cameras came past? No, nah, to be fair, I, I, I didn't want to pretend and then for me to just look like an <laughs> idiot. So. Get turned into a meme. No, I, gen- I just stood there and just, yeah, just... What's it feel like being in a, a lineup for a national anthem that's not yours? Um, I guess it was a bit strange, obviously, growing up and, and like singing the English national anthem and when you go and watch games and stuff. But for me... I, it didn't really like affect me. It was just, you just it's you, weird. I just got with it. Then. Yeah, just I really like all the boys were really welcoming to me in the squad, and they I got on well. Like quite a lot of them, pretty much all of them. Were you the only non-Welsh player? Uh, yeah, I think yeah. so. So, and I still keep in uh, contact with some of them now. So yeah, yeah it was a three-month experience that I'll never forget for sure. Yeah. How, sh- how did it feel for you? Uh, being your first experience of like fans coming up to you after the game, getting pictures. I think there's a picture. Yeah, that there was a, a man turned up with a baby. So it, yeah, <laughs> like as Alex said, it was a bit. It's a bit like being in a prison. So there was a big uh, Italian. It was Italian football ground, wasn't it, Ben? Italian football ground. Thank Correct. you, Ben. And uh, they had a fence between the pitch and the stands. And so at the end of the game, we sort of came up to you and looked at you for a fence. And uh, a bloke turned up with his child probably about two years old and yeah. said in Italian, hey, can I have a picture with you? <laughs> yeah. And held up the child <laughs> on the wrong side of the fence and had a picture with you. Yeah. No, that was probably like my first time that's ever happened. And obviously it's quite a surreal moment. Obviously people wanting to get a picture of you and stuff. So yeah, it was a pretty, pretty weird moment. What about autographs? Did you even know what your, your autograph was going to be? <laughs> uh, no. So <laughs> Usually it's just A.Dombram. <laughs> I've had to make other squiggle now. <laughs> uh, if you do that, they could be like credit for all going on. Yeah, probably. Yeah. They ain't got that much money anyway. <laughs> <laughs> Fresh out of uni, mate. Fresh out of student loan. Student student loan, yeah. Overdraft. Overdraft. Do you not um do you not get paid when you're at uni to play any rugby? Nope. No? So it's all for the love of stash. I have to pay you to play. Did you really? Yeah, it was about two hundred uh, about two fifty quid for membership and kit and everything. What for a full year? Yeah. That's mad. It's about seven fifty for the three years, mate. What what wow. It's <laughs> expensive, right? To get subs on top of that, because you guys played in the Welsh Championship as well, didn't you? Yeah. No. No, no match fees. No match fees. Yellow card fines. Oh no. yeah. What about for Wales under twenty? Did you get a yellow card fine for that? Uh, yeah, I did. have to uh, <laughs> write lines. I you had to write lines. <laughs> what yeah. said? I will not slide tackle. I will not Welsh. slide tackle like Cristiano Ronaldo. I think. <laughs> did you? Yeah. If, if like, that was in Welsh, that'd be amazing. Yeah, and I had to do like fifty or a hundred lines. I remember. <laughs> and I, I was going into training the, when I had to have it done by, and I hadn't done it, so I was just in the change room, like scribbling <laughs> out, like, like I, 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 will, will, will. <laughs> Well, you haven't slide tackled anyone since, have you? No, so it's, it's, it's that, definitely. Yeah, I guess definitely. it's. I guess it's done its job. Yeah. Cardiff met rugby yeah. one. Yeah. The ultras. Yeah. The original ultras. Yeah. What's it? What's it like playing at Cardiff Met with an absolute fanatical fan base? It's it's pretty crazy. Obviously, like I don't think there's a uni out there that supports like Cardiff Met do, and they get a lot of boys down, and they all have a few beers and all sing a few songs, and it's yeah, it's good. Couple of saucepans, anything they've yeah, got in the teapots, kitchen. Teapots, <laughs> a lot. Some drainers, some no, what they call colanders, colanders. wooden spoons, <laughs> drainers, <laughs> wooden spoons. Yeah, yeah they're, they're nuts, but and like, they, they definitely a, they definitely help when you're on the pitch. They had a couple sure. of chants for you, didn't they? Did they? Yeah, Ben knows them, but you won't say them. 
I actually can't remember. Yeah, exactly. As I thought usual. you'd say that. Yeah, um, yeah. They had individual player chants. They followed you everywhere. They had their chinos and uh, was it chino shirt and tie? Yeah, chinos, chinos, blue shirt, and the old maroon and yellow tie. tie. Proper, proper shoes off base. if they scored as well. Yeah, yeah that's that's something. That's something that we've been trying to bring to Quinns every time that uh, yeah, Big Al goes over in the corner and the wingers finish. Which is every game. The shoes are off in the air. There's yeah. a few people doing it now Pikes in the crowd. I think you just, over. you just get a few evil stares, I think. Yeah, but... <laughs> at the stoop. That's because we're, sit- we're sitting in the uh, the non-shoes-off stand. I think that's what it is. Yeah, the probably. Ver- the posh seats. No. At Met, did you start to think about pro rugby? Did you start to think that was a possible career choice for you? Uh, so my first year, like it went a lot better than I expected it to. Uh, was that anything to do with a growth spurt, do you reckon? Or was that just uh, you just playing better rugby? Potentially, but I think... Like you have to give credit to the coaches like Chris Davey, Ian Garner, Danny Milton. Danny Milton. Like Di Watts, the S and C. Just they were they were massive help to me and they pushed my game on massively and were a massive influence to me. So now all credit to them to definitely helping me to get to where I am now. So you then started to think pro yeah, rugby I could actually to happen. I think it was definitely a possibility and for in my second year, if I can replicate what I sort of done in my first year then you know, who knows what can happen. And Wh- then which you did a, a bit more as well, didn't you? I mean, that... Well, yeah, I guess the way I was under 20 sort of, you know, definitely sort of topped off a good second year as well. Yeah, so Ben, who's our official Twitter representative, um, which is what he does for a job, very good at it, aren't you? Very good. Yeah. All, all, know all the ins and outs. Yeah, he does. So Ben Ben was going onto Twitter. He was searching Dombrant, seeing what comes up. Then he was searching Dombrant, but spelt differently. And then about three different variations and uh, reporting back on all the tweets. And there was... A lot of Twitter traffic. Twenty-two, in I think. Maybe? Thousands, in the whole season. Yeah, there was a there's a lot of Twitter thousands. traffic. A lot of uh, people that were seeing you for the first time, I guess, because uh, a lot of the other Wales under twenty boys, I guess, would have come up through academies and probably been playing, yeah, week in week out, um, even potentially playing for the full teams. And and then this this Dumbrant lump. Dumbrant. Dumbrant. Sorry, <laughs> this Dumbrant lump have a nickname, for Dumbrant. for the Welsh Valleys is uh, is just come out of his cave and all of a sudden is tearing up the Six Nations um, so who was the first club to get in contact with you um, so uh, my time at uni I had, I had interest from Welsh clubs so I had uh, interest from Dragons and Cardiff Blues uh, and also had interest from the Ospreys as well so they were the um, three clubs that the three Welsh clubs that had interest, so yeah. And did, were they very separate in timing from Quinns, or was it all? Yeah, so they were. So the Dragons was the first, then the Ospreys and the Blues, and that was like mostly in my second year, sort of around the Wales under twenties uh, sort of time. So what were your thoughts on those? Were this, you obviously, I think you had an agent at this time. So what yeah. what were you sort of thinking about these these contracts? Um, obviously, it's it's flattering to get offered those contracts. It's when you're at uni and like you think, oh like I've done it sort of thing but for me I, I wanted to finish my degree I know rugby's only for so long so I wanted to have something in the back pocket but then also I sort of tried to have that belief in myself that if I can keep going and keep improving and have a, a good third year then hopefully those offers will still be there at the end of uni and then hopefully maybe a couple more as well and a couple more there were there well, was one main one yes Harlequins Harlequins are uh, they get in contact? Do they come for your agent or? Um, so yeah, uh, so I made a highlight sort of reel uh, and sent it off to a few clubs. It is, it is very good for all those that are listening. It's Alex worth Dombrant watch. number eight, is it? 
number YouTube, eight. Yeah. Number in, eight. Even in though it's none a of those clips where you're wearing a number eight, but, which, <laughs> yeah, which is what makes uh, it even better. Yeah, there's a couple of views on there. Um, One or two. Yeah, but um, yeah, so sent the clips off, and Harlequins come back saying they're interested. So straight to you, or to no, back to like to, to your to, agent, to my agent, and then it was around Christmas time, before the end of third year. Um, went down and met them at the training ground in Guildford. Uh, so at the time, it was John Kingston was the director of rugby. Mm-hmm. Um, I had yeah, it was a really positive meeting, probably about an hour. Like they were really complimentary and just sort of chatted about life and rugby and stuff and um yeah from there they offered me a contract so now so they spoke to you before christmas and yeah. harlequins traditionally have the big game at christmas at twickenham and you you came along and uh, watched that so you're sitting at the big game eighty thousand people in twickenham watching harlequins play knowing that they've contacted you about playing what what was that what was the feeling like there that must have been really surreal yeah, it was crazy. So it was, it was, I think it was Quinn's Northampton, I think. Yes, yeah. Um, so yeah, no, obviously, yeah, it was pretty crazy, like watching that game and thinking, oh, like I could be joining this club and, and sort of th- stuff like that. And then roll on a year later, I was actually playing in the big game. Scored in the second minute, was it? Oh, shoes were yeah. off. Shoes so, were off in the tenth I mean, minute as well. Going from watching the game to then playing in it the next year was a pretty crazy moment when you reflect on it. And a huge fan base coming to watch you this year. I think 36 people coming to watch you. <laughs> and that's not and even no half else. of it. That's well, not even a half of it. Got to get a pick first, but yeah. Oh yeah, always get a pick for the gram. Mm. So you so got to get picked. picked. Oh, we'll get a picture as well, because we like, <laughs> yeah. like a pick for the gram, don't we? Always for the gram. There's a lot of competition in that back row now. There is, there the is. Signings. I've got semi. <laughs> You've got a semi. Yeah, yeah. Got a yellow today, didn't he? Not very good. Chisholm. And the rest, they say... Is Alex Donbrand episode two? <laughs> You've been Alex. Thank you. Thanks for your time. No worries. Cheers. Welcome to the new part of the pod. I'd like to call rugby players a people too, or repapped. Repapped. <laughs> it's all about where's the strangest place someone's bumped into, or where's the strangest place you've seen a player. It's got a song. Rugby players. A people too, the people too, rugby players, a people too. Right, we're going to run out of track. So Alex, what's the strangest rugby place? Players. What's the strangest place that anyone's ever come they up to you and said, people. are you Alex Dombrandt from uh, from the Harlequins Rugby Football Club? First of all, the opening to that was super hard. <laughs> thank you, thank you. Uh, and secondly, probably Marks and Spencers at a Guildford train station. Yeah, what um, happened? I think I was cu- I was on my way back from somewhere, and um, obviously it's important that pre Ubering home, it's important that you get from some snacks get on the way home. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so I must have the been buying pigs. Must have been buying a grenade protein shake. Oh, standards, or yeah, yeah. And a banana <laughs> or something We do need like to that. hurry this up. This, um, uh, this track ain't got that much time So yeah, left. no, th- this geezer come up to me when I was in the queue and said, oh, are you Alex? Um, like, you're, you're doing really well. and I love your and, brother's podcast. And please get me on Ven Fitness. And that was that. Nice so. one. Ben, strangest place you've seen a rugby player before? Oh, Jen. Oh, thank you. Jim? That's a rugby match. Jim, you got, I'll, I'll go more quickly. I saw Stephen Moore, former Australian captain, and uh, Scott Fardy coming out of Sorter's Cigars in Mayfair. I wouldn't be able to recognise a rugby player on the street if I saw one. So. Excellent. <laughs> well, we'll have another verse of it then. Rugby, rugby players. players. 
a people too. Rugby players, they are people. The people too. Rugby players, a people too. The people too. Wagwan people. Oh, there's more of this. That was an <laughs> exceptional addition. There you have it. Repapped. Wow. Rugby players are people too. See you next time. Thank you to the Bossa Nova track. <laughs> there's actually a lot more of this than I was saying. Yeah. I can't believe That's it's enough. There we go. Done. <laughs> See you next time. <laughs> I hope you like that new section. Let us know if you did. Thank you. Yeah. Probably not. Repapped. 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 Welcome, 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 welcome to Mind. Welcome to Mind, Alex. Have you uh, have you ever seen BBC's Mastermind? I have. Yes, nothing like that. This is this is Mind. <laughs> Never gets old that one. It does. You know what? It's funny once. It's funny every time. Walk, walk straight into that <laughs> one. Yes, yeah. So, Alex, uh, your name? Alex Dombran. Or the Dominator. Oh, the Dominator. There we go. Chosen specialist subject. All things Cardiff Met. Cardiff Met. Uni. Up the archers. Uni. Uni. I'm actually a bit nervous. Oh, yeah. Lads. I'm not going to lie. Why are you nervous? Because my reputation Cause, of cause being a true, questions. true archer could be diminished. Well, well, we'll find out now. Once an archer, always an archer, they say. Question. Yeah. Not after tonight. Question number one. According to Wikipedia, is the capacity of Kinkoid Campus Rugby One higher or lower than 1,500? Correct. Higher. Oh, higher. You are correct. correct. Ben, what is the official capacity? Just over 1,500, I believe. <laughs> Thanks, Ben. <laughs> <laughs> to the exact seat number there. Thank you, Ben. Question number two. In the Bucks Super Rugby Final versus Hartbury, who scored your first try to start the comeback? It was, I want to say Harry Seward. You want to say it? Because you're correct. Well done. Two from two. Good Fantastic. It's a good start. I'm happy. It's a good memory. This is good. Ben's going to have to learn some new numbers if you keep going this high. Question number three. Who is the current captain or captains? The, the current captain is Matt Marsh. Matt Marsh. You could have had Matt Marsh or Will Gibson. Congratulations. Smashing it so far. I, I would have liked both names there, really. Well, you should have asked for both then. I'll, I'll, I'll take half a point. You said captain or captains. Rep- should say captains next time. More specific. We'll give, we'll give him a point. Okay. Question number four. Fill in the blanks of this famous Cardiff Met RFC song and you get a bonus point if you sing it. <laughs> take me home, blank, blank, to a place I belong, Kingcoy Campus, see the blank. Take me home, country road. Oh, oh my God. Oh, God. Oh, God. Keep going, keep going. Kingcoy Campus, see the archers, take me home. That's that's poor. You've got that's the archers really part, yeah. right? Take me home. Ben, would you like to sing us the correct version? I'll just tell you the points. <laughs> well, take me home, Kingcoid King road. road. 
Oh, to a place I belong, King Koi Campus, see the archers. Oh, fluff that one. Expect half, better. half a point? Uh, you know what? The ultras will be disappointed there because that's their main song. <laughs> anyway, a third of a point. Question number no points. No Question point. number no five. Yeah, UIC stands for what? <laughs> UIC. University. Correct. Correct. The I is institution. Correct. No, it's not correct. Close, <laughs> close enough. It's close. The C is college. No, oh. I'm, yeah, it's University Welsh Institute, Cardiff. Yeah, no. Nah. Ben, how Last many are we on? That is four three. out of no, six. No, three it's out not. It's three out of five, five but close. Quality. Question number six. Your former second row partner, Eduardo. Do. Balaco now plays for which Bucks Super Rugby side? Bath University. Bath University, correct. Class back on track. Ben, baby. how many are we on now? I'd rather have a Four shower than Bath. Excellent. Question number seven. Which former Cardiff Met players now play for England Sevens? Former Cardiff Met players now yeah. playing. Uh, Richard De Carpentier. Correct. Dan Bibby. Dan Bibby. Bibby. A good lookalike for Jamie, actually. If none of you ever seen it. If I had long hair. And those. If he was much better looking. <laughs> well, yeah. Guaranteed. But that is the correct answer. That is the correct answer. So, Ben, Thank how you. many are we on? Five of seven. Thank you. Question number eight. Who was the director of rugby before the great Danny Milton? Chris Davey. Chris Davey. Correct. He's that, on that track. Was a gimme. I gave him an easy one there. I think you're giving me a couple of easy ones here. Question number nine. Pontypool are over 50 games unbeaten in the Welsh Championship. Who was the last side to beat them? Cardiff Met. Oh, that's correct. That's a gimme. That's a great gimme. I'm pretty sure I was involved in that victory. Oh, probably the talisman they needed. Question number 10. This in is tough, I think, isn't it? No, I don't think this is tough okay. at all, to be honest. I can't remember. In 2015, you played against RGC, losing 50 22. One of your current Harlequins teammates was on the opposing side that day. Who was it? James Lang. Can I have his correct name, please? J Lang 95. Oh, he's even <laughs> smashed oh, the correct that's name. Superb. That is an outstanding 8 out of 10. That is, that is you know what? Easy questions, joint, but... Joint leader. Congratulations. Joint leader with Luke Northman, Tom Lauday. Well Thank done. You. If only Another... you said King Koi Road. If only you knew the, uh, the Ultras real song. Yeah, no, that's poor for me. That I do apologise to all Ultras listening in. Well, there you have it. Some, I just had a mind blank. I can only apologise. 8 out of 10. Not bad. Whoop! It's a Vem Fitness podcast. It's time for the listeners' questions. The listeners' questions. And as usual, and, and actually this time we've had an amazing response. We've probably had 50,000 this time. I've got an A3 paper <laughs> full of questions. It's here. longer than we've ever had before. It's longer, so than, a, it's longer than a long thing, actually. It's longer than a long thing. So let's get going. Thoughts on 87 Aaron Street? Um, great place to live. Will long live, will live long in the memory for a great place. Should we do like five word answers? That's quite a Just lot to count nah, to. Nah, on, One if you can, but you know. Okay. Uh, was Alan Smith your childhood hero? Yes, absolutely. And were you a Manchester United fan? I like the way they play. Oh, <laughs> not so much now, though, sure. <laughs> Question number three If you took away the gym, wouldn't Fisher be dead at rugby? No. Cool. Four, we've had this. Are you Welsh? No. 
Five. Which do you prefer to play? Blindside or number eight? Number eight. Big time. Who is your favourite sibling? You can pass. I only have one sibling. You can pass still. Pass. Yeah, pass. Yeah. <laughs> What's the difference between a badger and a baby panda? One's bigger than the other. <laughs> <laughs> Who is Broccoli's cousin? Spinach. <laughs> Did you ever make it to the gravy disco? I was initiated into the gravy disco but never made it. We won't go to that family pod. <laughs> <laughs> um, what toothpaste do you use, mate? Because your breath actually stinks. <laughs> Can you guess who that's from? One of the, one of the boys. It is one of the boys. YS. He's got a good haircut. Yeah. Schmitty. <laughs> of course he did. Uh, Colgate. Colgate. <laughs> when will the Wheel Derby return to Lyme Regis? Oh, hopefully soon, because it's a crack of an event. Hmm? Uh, is Disco Steve available for parties? <laughs> uh, Disco who is Disco Steve? Uh, he's my dad. <laughs> you, have to, you have to ask him yourself. Will do. Um, what's it like being the worst Don Brandt? Um, if I'm the worst Don Brandt, I'm enjoying life. Yeah, you meant to say I have to ask Ben. <laughs> do you think Ven can drink more than you? Definitely not. Definitely, yeah. Well, we've all seen no, you on a night out. We've seen you at Argen away, Cardiff <laughs> away, Stoop home. <laughs> Um, away. Is your nickname Alex the Lion? Uh, I have been called that before. By? Someone in Lyme Regis. Oh. Excellent. A family friend. Oh, nice. Uh, is it true that you love treats after games? Who doesn't? Yes, love treats. Uh, do you know Jack Arthur? I do. A, a good friend of mine. Oh. Speaking of good friends of yours, can Corey Lewis have a shout out? Yeah. Shout out to big Corey Lewis, the cool. meatball. Who is better, Danny Milton or Ian Gardner, and why? Oh, that's too deep. Oh, no, I can't answer that question. (laughs) Why do you always wear white t-shirts? You're wearing a grey t-shirt tonight. Invalid question. Next. Yeah, I I don't always wear white t-shirts. Why are you such a legend? It's a a great question. Cool. What would you say is the best way to get recognised as a rugby player at a young age? Um. Just play play loads of rugby. I know it sounds stupid, but just get out there, enjoy it, and just keep playing. Cool. How do you deal with anxiety pre-game? Um, get your beats on. Yeah, no. Listen, listen to chill, chill music, and just try and relax as much as possible. Jim's got the best question. <laughs> I've got the best question of the lot, and this will only make sense if you listen to episode eight. So listen to episode eight. Has Ronaldo banged your aunt? <laughs> <laughs> Is that Jamie's mum? <laughs> Could be, yeah. <laughs> Has Ronaldo banged Jim's mum? Uh, <laughs> that is from Ronaldo himself. <laughs> this uh, is a we'll good move question on to as the well. Uh, what has happened to the humble Dombrant of last year? <laughs> is he's that a from money, him as well? He's no, a money man of Guildford from now. another one of Nick your Nick Alterac, <laughs> yeah. Classic Nick. The humble Dombrant's here, here to stay. He hasn't gone anywhere. Are you feeling the effects of second season <laughs> syndrome already? <laughs> Who said that? That's also Nick Alterac. <laughs> <laughs> what a douchebag. <laughs> okay. Um, England not. capped, uncapped, but you still can't beat Callum Wand at SmackDown versus Raw. Yeah, he was a good player. <laughs> <laughs> and I come back on that one. Um, did you ever play County or Academy before uni? No, I didn't. Listen to the pod. Do you pay your own phone contracts? <laughs> <laughs> I do not. No. It, it, I'll tell you this. Until my mother stops paying for my brother's contract, <laughs> uh, when. Oh, hang she, on, hang on. 
Ben on, has said he pays for his own now. Yeah, but from what age? Uh, from 20, now? 24. And how, 24. So until I get to 24. You're, sponsors, can, yeah. you're technically sponsored yeah. by your parents. It's only fair. Equality yeah, in, fair in, in exactly. families. Um, how and what did you do to get where you are now? No, that's a rubbish question. Just listen to the pod. <laughs> <laughs> uh, do you have any words of advice for someone who's dropped from an academy? Don't get dropped. <laughs> um, no, just I, I wouldn't worry about I I definitely recommend going to university i think the way the university game's growing it's a great opportunity to play a good high level of rugby and get yourself noticed love it alongside with a degree question from a very 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 close friend at the pod what calf exercise do you do uh, i like a good calf raise yeah it's from ellis genge <laughs> is there a story behind that or is he just actually interested in what calf exercises you do uh, jealous that's a, man it's a good question yeah maybe he likes my calves nice who would you like to play you in a movie? Uh, after me, Matt Damon. <laughs> similar. I seem oh, to I recall like you one. saying Jason Statham yeah, when you first. Yeah, that was that was uh, when I was put on the put on the spot. <laughs> this is the, only, the only the only actor I knew there. <laughs> um, and can you think of any of your teammates and who would play them in who movies? Would play, in who would play Nick Autorak? The Hulk. <laughs> <laughs> what about Danny Kerr? Danny Kerr, someone suave. Yeah. That's sophisticated. Well. Okay. Like Ronaldo, very good looking. Ronaldo, we're like Shaggy from <laughs> Scooby Doo. <laughs> oh, one, one more, Marcus. Um, <laughs> no comment. <laughs> uh, what has been your favourite game in a Quinn shirt so far, and why? Um, probably big game eleven. Um, I was lucky enough to get man of the match and to play in front of a sellout Twickenham and have all my friends and family there. It was pretty pretty special day. You. Have you been a lifelong Quinns fan? I have, yeah. I've supported Quinns from uh, from a kid. Been to the stoop and watched watched the games and stuff. So yeah, he's getting very long these answers now. What are your personal ambitions for the season? Get um, big. Obviously, play as much as I can, and then yeah, we want to win trophies this year. So hopefully, we can win some silverware. Um, have you set yourself any goals for the season? Uh, number of tries you want to get? Maybe get a cap from England. Um, I haven't set myself any goals, but I, I just want to play well and, and what will be, will be. Um, how were you approached by Quinns? Listen to the pod. <laughs> were there any other clubs that were interested? Listen, Listen to, to the, the pod. pod. Um, has anyone else been in touch? Can't really answer that. What did no. the rest of your Cardiff teammates think when you signed for Quinns? Um, no, they, they were all pleased. They are all really happy for me. So I think hopefully I've I've kind of inspired people to to realise that you can achieve it and hopefully we'll see more and more people get professional contracts from university. And speaking of that, what do you think of Luke Northmore as a prospect? Oh, good player. Oh, yeah, I, th player. I think he's got huge potential. I think he's impressed in his first few months at Quinns and I think he's, um, yeah, no, I think he's he's in line for a great season, so watch that space for sure. Who is a crab's brother? Pardon? Who is a crab's brother? A lobster. Nailed it. Did people actually pay £175 <laughs> to have you cook them fajitas last night? <laughs> for those who don't know, charity dinner last night for Wooden Spoon Charity and Chef Don Brandt was behind I actually uh, cooked grill. green spiced guinea fowl Ooh. with paprika raita. For anyone that doesn't know what guinea fowl is, I didn't know until I it's rocked a, up. It's, it's a, a cousin, cousin of a pigeon. <laughs> uh, and has a very similar taste to a chicken. Uh, when was the last time you changed your haircut? 
Um, so probably from uni, uh, what a lot of people don't know about me is I, I used to didn't like clippers. It used to hurt my head. So I used to just, <laughs> just get scissors all over. Was that in chopsticks where Ben went? Uh, yeah, looking at the state of that. Yeah. <laughs> um, but uh, but yeah, so now I've I've managed to, you know, get down with the kids and get some fades going on. In oh, there. fresh. A bit longer on top. You a bit know. sharper touch it, are they? Yeah, sharp. You know, sharp. Uh, which Cardiff Met player should sign for Quinns next? Um, I think just they, one. They, they got, talent down there. Just know, one. Yeah, I think there is. There's a lot of talent down there. There's only a few boys that I know now from there. But I think you got like Marshy the captain, Alid Ward, uh, Will Gibson, Corey. I think they're all really good players. So I wouldn't be surprised if there's a few boys that pick up contracts from there. You've you've got the question there. Which if I had one? to go one person, I'd probably say... Who's taken the road? I think Will Gibson's really impressed me recently. He's crawling through the tunnel the from tunnel. Rugby One to yeah. the stoop. Yeah. <laughs> Would you class the South Park movie as a musical? Mm, if you had pass. to play a prank on another teammate, who would it be and why? Um, probably play a prank on Nick Autorak. <laughs> Just because don't want to get James Lang back for all those times he's scared you. Yeah, actually, to be fair. <laughs> to be fair, Autorak wouldn't be able to run after you, so. Yeah. Um, no, definitely Nick. Just because he's always like on the Instagram stories, trying to trying to get you and stuff. So <laughs> def- definitely try and get him back. Uh, How does it feel to have a brother who is a fantastic cricketer and also a famous podcaster? Oh, very famous. Um, Unsackable. I mean. Crucial. It's a true honour to have him as a brother, a great cricket player, a great person, a great interviewee on the pod. <laughs> yeah, speaks rarely, but when he speaks, it's magic. It's <laughs> fantastic. Yeah. Final question. This is a good one. I think it's an actual offer as well. Would you be interested in sponsorship from Cockneys of Croydon, the pie and mash shop? <laughs> I mean, if it's food, it's me. <laughs> there if you it's have food, it, it's him. Billy. Get him a contract. Sign him up. Sign the pod boys up. There you go. Happy days. Sorted. Those were your listeners' questions. Thank you. Thank you for all your questions. Much appreciated. It'll answer more if you pay for him to come back. Lots. Lots. Well, that's all we got time for today. It's been a great pod. The boys have loved it. We've loved having Alex here. They're going to give us another little verse as the outro. Rugby players. So that's episode nine done now. Another one in the back. It's great to have you all here. I've been Ross. He's been Jim. Ven. And thanks to our very, very special guest, Mr. Alex Dombrandt. Thank you very much for having me. Former Wales Under-20 superstar. It's been an honour. Rugby players. Oh, we got early. We got early. Rugby players. Sing along at home. A people to. A people to. Rugby players. Listen next week. A people too. We'll have more special guests. And more rugby, rugby players. players. On people. Let us know. Strangest they place you've seen a rugby people. player. It's nice to hear it. Rugby players. A people too. A people too.